The cavalcade of sports is on the air. Gillette presents the World Series. This afternoon, we bring you the fifth game between the champions of the American and National Leagues, the New York Yankees, and the St. Louis Cardinals from Sportsman's Park in St. Louis. As in all series games for the past five seasons, your radio host is the Gillette Safety Razor Company, which broadcasts banner line sports events such as the Kentucky Derby, football, ball games, and major boxing bouts for your entertainment month in and month out. And this is Red Barber with Bob Elson and Bill Corum on deck to give you a clear, accurate words-eye picture of every play as it's played. Right now, down on the floor, Sportsman's Park, the Yankees are finishing their infield workout. And as soon as they taper off from that, the groundkeepers will take over, and then the ball game itself in roughly 14 minutes. I know you want to know who will be the pitchers, and I, you won't be surprised at all. It's the two big right-handers, the strong men, the aces. Spud Chandler is coming back for his second time. He pitched in one the opener. Chandler, who won uh, 20 games and lost four in the American League, who is one and two all told in World Series competition. Mort Cooper is coming back for the second time. He's the only winner for the Cardinals so far, this fall classic. And Cooper, against the Yankees in the World Series, is a game and a game. He lost one last year, and of course has won this year, pitching magnificently in a very dark and grieved hour. Cooper won 21 and lost eight in the regular season. So the two big right-handers, the strong men, are going to go. For the Yankees, they're going back to the batting order, just as they had it against Cooper, which was in game two. That means Crisetti leading off at short. Bud Matheny gets his second starting chance in right. Bill Johnson is at third base, hitting third. The strong man, Charlie Keller, in left, hitting fourth. Then comes Bill Dickey, who yesterday set a new World Series record and who will be adding to it today. He now has played in more World Series games with one club than any other player. Today will be his 38th as a Yankee. Nick Atten, at first base, moves up the batting list to hit sixth. Then comes Joe Gordon at second. Staying back in center field is hitting eighth. And the pitcher is Chandler. For the Cardinals, as they go into this series, to use a golfing phrase, dormy. In other words, they can't lose anymore. Klein is leading off at second base. And Billy Southworth has made his first changes in his regular batting order. He is sending Deb Goms, the veteran, to right field. And he's hitting number two in Harry Walker's spot. And it is young Harry Walker who is lifted from the batting order today. Stan Musial remains hitting third, but goes to center field. So the first three hitters for St. Louis again. First Cardinal change in the batting order, aside from the pitchers. Klein leading off. Goms in right. Musial in center. Then the batting order is as it has been. The captain and the catcher, Walker Cooper, back of the plate, hitting fourth. George Karowski is at third base. Bill Coram's got a great story to tell you about Karowski. Sanders is at first. Ray Sanders hitting sixth. Danny Litwiler in left. Slats Marion at short. And Mort Cooper, the great right-handed ace of St. Louis, is pitching and hitting ninth. The umpires in their rotation, Eddie Rommel of the American League, back of the plate. Beans Redden of the National at first. Joe Rowe of the American at second. Bill Stewart of the National at third. The Yankees have just finished their infield workout. The groundkeeping squad has taken over, and they are smoothing out the skin surface of the inner defense. And we are moving over now to our good friend and yours, Bill Corum, who's been with us on these broadcasts. We just wouldn't feel right with that Bill on him. And, uh, of course, you've been knowing Bill not only over the air, but for the great work he's done with the gentleman of the Fourth Estate. Bill, as you know, is a sports columnist for the New York Journal-American. 
Bill Cora. Thank you, Red. We come now to the missing out stage of this series between the almost down, but not downhearted Cardinals and the high-riding Yankees. There may be plenty of dynamite left in this 40th baseball classic, but if there's going to be, the Latin TNT in the Redbird bats has got to explode and explode now. I believe one of our correspondents has accused us broadcasters of putting a hex on the red sleeves by giving the score in a certain way or not giving it in a certain way. But what the heck? The true reason the homeboys are in the precarious position in which they find themselves as this fifth and for them last chance game begins is that they haven't been hitting. That was the fly and manager Billy Southworth's cup of bitter tea in the first four games. You can second guess it or analyze it as you like and up and down and back and forth until you're blue in the face but the chorus of the tune always comes back to the fact that the Sam Breeden boys haven't been playing good baseball. Not Marion, who has failed to cover his usual wide-ranging ground at short. Not Musial, one of the greatest natural hitters I ever saw, and probably the best in baseball today, saving the slugging Ted Williams. Not the courageous Kurowski, who's been playing on his nerve and suffering a variety of ailments, one of which gallstones kept him up all Saturday night, and not until the morning of Sunday morning before yesterday's game did he get any sleep. Not Lou Klein or Harry Walker or any man on the team with the possible exception of Ray Sanders, the Bonterre, Missouri bummer. In fairness to Marion, I should say that he has hit better than might have been expected, but his usual brilliance of field was missing in those first four games. But today is another day and also X day as far as the cards are concerned. They're down to the last coupon on their ration card, and if they're going to get any winner's share, beefsteaks this winter, they're going to have to start getting them when the hands of the clock on the scoreboard move relentlessly down to 1.30. As for the Yankees and their big pilot Joe McCarthy, the fourth ward boy from Buffalo, New York, they're sitting in the honey seat and will be at least until this game is lost. If that happens, then there will be a new shuffle of the cards and anything can happen. Marsh Joe has got that pitching man from Georgia. Big Spurgeon Chandler going for him today, and Spud can be a mighty hot potato in one of these crucial games. He's a pitcher, and nobody, as a rule, makes free with his offerings. Naturally, there are the off-remarked exceptions that prove all rules. But there'll be two strong-arm servers out there on that ridge today. Two fellas who can really pitch, and who are both capable of rising to great heights. If Mark Cooper, the top Cardinal right-hander who has won their only game in the series, can come through in this last-ditch stand, he will have exactly reversed last year's situation. Last year, he was the only one of the card pitchers who got a chance that couldn't win. This time, he may conceivably prove to be the only one who could. And that's baseball as she's played and always will be played. I would like to point out one more thing. If the Yankees win today's game and with it the series, that will only be a case of turnabout being fair play. The cards hung it on them the same way last year, and while this is the championship of a fine sport, and literally this year a world's championship in the matter of worldwide interest, and while there are millions who are properly excited about it, it's still just a ball game, just a World Series. All of us together, St. Louisans, New Yorkers, and all over this great country are not only rooting, but playing in the big game. That means so much to us all. Let's not one of us fail to give all we have in that, as the Yanks and Cards have not failed to give all they had in this series. Now, if I've got time, I've got a great little story about Frankie Grisetti. 
Yesterday he missed a pop fly ball out there, you know, and he was telling me about it a minute ago. He said, Bill, uh, that sun was so bad I turned sidewise and only got half of the ball. And he said that's what happens to a little Italian boy when he tries to get smart. Red has told you about the pitchers. Chandler and also was a great football player down in Georgia. I remember seeing him kick a dropper place kick against NYU in the stadium. But I haven't got much more time now, and so I'm going to turn you back to my good friend, Red Barber. Okay, Red. Billy Southworth, the skipper of the Mound City Club, was telling us last evening that the Cards originally were known as the Browns, later as the Maroons. Then at the turn of the century, Bill McHale, a sports writer, dubbed them the Cardinals because of the trimming on their uniforms. Likewise, today's Gillette Blue Blade derives its name from the color of its specially processed steel. Hardening and tempering are tremendously important in fine blade manufacture. Improper hardening naturally results in poor quality blades. So Gillette technicians abandon conventional hardening methods. They developed a radically improved process, designed special electric furnaces in which the temperature is controlled automatically. Right there, fans, is one of many reasons why today's Gillette Blue Blade shaves you much quicker and easier and lasts far longer than any other blade you can name. Well, that was a very interesting visit we had with Bill Corum, and be with us just as soon as the final out of today's game takes place, for Bill will be back then. Looking down onto the field, it is Chandler for the Yankees, Mort Cooper for the Cardinals, both unlimbering their mighty right arms. Sam Naron, the bullpen catcher who was called upon to pinch hit yesterday, his only appearance in the series, is warming up Mort Cooper. And you may be interested to know that Naron, when we say the bullpen catcher, spent uh, the whole pennant race practically there. He was called on 11 times in the course of the pennant campaign to pinch hit. And out of those 11 times, he had just one hit for the season. So he had been seen very infrequently in actual competition. Johnny Schulte... The veteran bullpen catcher, batting practice catcher, and warm-up catcher for the Yankees, Schulte is warming up Chandler. Whenever a Yankee pitcher is being warmed up, it is Schulte with the mitt on, whether it's before the ball game or whether it's down in the bullpen during the game. And Schulte was saying on the train coming out that he hadn't checked it, but he knew he'd warmed up more World Series winners than anybody else. And I don't think anyone would even bother to have to go to the record because that is true. The ground rules conference exchange of batting orders is finishing up at the plate. Art Fletcher is there representing the Yankees. Catcher Cooper is there representing the Cardinals. There's exchange of orders right now. And we are momentarily expecting the playing of the national anthem. There's the announcement.
We're just a couple of moments away from the first pitch of this fifth game of the 1943 World Series. With honor standing, as you know, the Yankees three games, the Cardinals one. Now the Cardinals going out to take the field, and let's pause very quickly for station identification. This is Mutual. WOR New York. And now it is with a great deal of pride and a great deal of pleasure to place you in the excellent hands of Bob Elson, who will bring you the play-by-play -play of the first half of this very vital and important ball game. Bob Elson to all of us and to the United States Navy Lieutenant Bob Elson. Bob? Thank you very much, Red Barber, and good afternoon, fans. By the way, Red, I was enjoying just a minute ago while I was looking through the sporting news that fine cartoon that Willard Mullen did of you on the front page. I know the baseball fans will all get a kick out of it. Well, it was as sincere a compliment, Bob, as I've ever had. Now the Cardinals are on the field, and we're getting all set for this big World Series ball game. And we have two changes in the lineup. Musial is playing in right field today. Garms is playing in left field, and Hop is playing in center field. In other words, both Walker and Litwater are out of the game. Karaski is at third, Marion at short, Klein at second, at first base Sanders, the pitcher is Morton Cooper, and the catcher is his brother Walker Cooper. Cooper won the number two game of the series in New York by a score of four to three, giving the Yankees six hits. And his opponent today, Chandler, won the number one game, giving the Cardinals seven hits. That score was four to two. Now the Cardinals in their white uniforms are on the field, and the field announcer is calling and repeating the lineup to the people in the stands. The capacity here is 34,000, and it's jammed to that capacity today. And the only reason there isn't more is there's no place to put them. Now the first man to bat for the Yankees is coming up to the plate. It's going to be Frankie Crisetti, who has played outstanding ball in the series. He has four for 14. He bats right-handed. And we're getting all set for the first pitch down of the World Series ball game here at St. Louis. This is the number five game with the series standing three games to one. Cooper's ready. Here is the first pitch, and it's a ball. And it's very wild, way up over his head. In fact, it almost went behind him. And it's ball one. Nobody on and nobody out. If you're just tuning in, the World Series ball game is just getting started at St. Louis. Earl Combs coaching at first. Artie Fletcher over at third. Morton Cooper is ready. Very deliberate. There's a high foul. It's out of play. It's in the stands. Back of the St. Louis dugout, which is down here to our left. And below our mutual booth and to our right, the Yankees clad in blue-gray are quartered. Sort of a gray uniform with dark blue stockings and very dark blue cap. Very dark blue stockings. Almost look black from up here. It's a ball, one strike, one count on Crisetti. Here comes the pitch, and there's a swing and a foul back into the wire. By the way, this uh, man who works the scoreboard here, Lou Adame, has the reputation of having the fastest scoreboard in the major leagues. The players were kidding Beans Reardon last year, working behind the plate, asking him why he was so slow. And he says, well, I always wait to see what the fellow who runs the scoreboard is going to call it. That's no kidding. This is really a fast scoreboard. Those lights are all set before you know it. Here's the pitch, and there is a call strike over the outside corner, knee high, and Crescetti is called out on strikes. He's giving umpire Rommel, who's behind the plate, just a bit of an argument, but not much. And that is the first strike out of the ball game. Crescetti was called out. He did not swing. Rommel is back of the plate of the American League. Stewart of the National League is working out there at third. Joe Rue is at second, and Beans Reardon is working at first. Here's a left-hand hitter up. It's Matheny, the right fielder, and there is a strike. It's right in across his knee. 
The outfield is playing straight away. Remember, it's Johnny Hopp today in center field for St. Louis. Musial is playing right field, and Debs Garms is playing left field. Yankees batting in the first half of the first inning at St. Louis. Here's the pitch to Matheny. Matheny swings and misses a very fast curve. Lots of power back of that one, brother. That was really blown down there, right up around the letters. And Matheny took a vicious swing and missed. His record for the series is 0 for 3. Bud Matheny playing in right field in place of Lindell because the Cardinals are using a right-hander. One out and nobody on. Two-strike count. Here comes the pitch. There is a ball. No doubt about it. That was way outside, and it's ball one and strike two. Sportsman's Park is jammed. It's a beautiful sight up here, too, by the way. Flag draped. Very colorful. Cooper gets all ready. Here comes the pitch. There's a swing and a miss. He struck him out. He went for it that time. That pitch really fooled him. It really exploded in there around the knees, and it's another strikeout. Martin Cooper's specialty, the old fork ball, really exploded in around the knees that time, and you can really see the workings of it. And it is another strikeout. Now, he and Tiny Bonham, who are opposing pitchers in the second game, are great exponents of the use of the fork ball, and they say that Cooper's is even better than Bonham's. And Bonham was the boy they always talked about whenever you hear anyone say anything about the fork ball, that is up until this series. Right-hand hitter up, and it's Johnson, the third baseman, and the first pitch is wide and low for a ball. Johnson's had five for 16 in the series, and there's another one that missed the corner. Outside, it's ball two. New York Yankees, possessors of a handsome lead in this 43 World Series. Handsome is right, three games to one. Are sending their ace and one of the game's great pitchers today, Spud Chandler against Morton Cooper. There is a high foul. It is going to be out of play, off to the right. Sanders was chasing the ball, but it goes into the first row of the box seats. Down the right field line, just about 50 feet past first base. And it's a ball, two strike, one count. Morton Cooper and Walker Cooper, the St. Louis battery. Arms playing left field. Johnny Hopp playing center field. And Stan Musial playing right field. In other words, they have lots of left-hand power in that lineup today against Spud Chandler. Ball two and strike one. Here's the next pitch. There's a swing and a vicious swing and a foul. It goes back into the wire. And it's a ball, two strike, two count. Garms appeared in the series once as a pinch hitter. This is Hop's first appearance in the series. All two strike to two strikeouts here in the first half of the first inning at St. Louis. Infielders talk it up. Lots of the old fire out there. Now he's getting ready. Big Mort has his sign. Here comes the next pitch. There is a swing and a high foul. It's in the stands down here to the right. Walker Cooper started for the ball. He saw that it was going into the stands. He just made that instinctive motion of moving toward the spot that the ball disappeared, but that was all. One step and back behind the plate. All two and strike two. Third baseman Bill Johnson batting for New York. Cooper getting all ready. Here it is. There's a swing and a Yes, sir, the big Missouri boy, Morton Cooper, gets a grand hand as he goes back to the Cardinal dugout. We say dugout, although it's really a bench. They're sitting out in front of the dugout on the bench, so they're right in view of everyone in the park. But Cooper struck out the entire side, and Johnson took a vicious cut at that last one. It was a waist-high curveball over the inside corner, inside to a right-hand hitter, and it really had him completely fooled. So it's three up and three down. If you're keeping a scorecard, 
credit Cooper with three strikeouts. And now the Yankees are on the field. And as I look down from our mutual booth, let me give you the picture. In left field, Keller. In center field, Stainback. In right field, Matheny. At first, Etten. Second, Gordon. Short, Presetti. Third, Johnson. On the mound, Chandler, a right-hander. And the catcher is Bill Dickey. Chandler was the pitcher in the first game of the World Series at New York. The totals on that game were New York, four runs, eight hits, and two errors. The Cardinals, two runs, seven hits, and two errors. Bill Dickey taking Chandler's practice throws. He's firing that ball in there. And Lou Klein, the second baseman, is standing to the left of the plate, leaning on the bat, watching Chandler get ready. Umpire Rommel is now getting the whisk broom out, and he's stepping across the plate, and now he's leaning over with his back to the pitcher, and he's cleaning the plate off. The Yankees are scattering to their infield positions. Johnson, the third, is the last man to hold the ball. He just tossed it to Chandler, and here come the St. Louis Cardinals up for their first turn in the last half of the first inning. The Yankees went down 1-2-3 via the strikeout route in the first. Now let's see what the Cardinals do with Chandler in their half of the inning. Here is the first pitch, and there is a ball. It missed the corner waist high, and it's ball one. The Yankee outfield is straight away. Nobody on and nobody out here for St. Louis. Chandler leans way over, starts his motion. There's a swing and a bouncing ball off his leg. He makes it with man is close. He speed it out for a hit. on the ground back at Chandler it rolled about four feet behind him and two feet to his right behind third but the fact was the ball was hit so hard he didn't know in what direction to look first and finally taking a quick view of the whole surroundings he great he raced for the ball picked it up and fired it but a fast man Klein had the play beaten for his third hit of this World Series now here's Garms coming up playing left field today for St. Louis in place of Litwaller that's left-handed That ball was hit on the ground, sharply right back at Chandler. He could not handle it. So St. Louis has a man on first base. Chandler getting ready. Here's the pitch. There's an attempted bunt foul. Ball rolls on the ground, back to the screen, and it's one strike on Garms, a red nine in the back of his white uniform. Manager Southworth, in an attempt to really get these Cardinals back in stride has made two changes in the lineup today he's put in Hop and Garms mainly to get some more left hand power in there against Chandler pitchers ready here's the next one it's very high and very wide he had shortened his bat ready to butt it Johnson at third had moved in and the first baseman Etnitz started to move in on an automatic defensive play on a bunt the outfield is just two or three steps to the right no score the number five game of the World Series from St. Louis. We hope that you're enjoying every play. There's a bunt, beautiful, down the third baseline. The play has got to be at first, and he is out on a very close play, and was that close. The play going from Johnson to Etten, and that was one of the real close plays of the series. Deans Reardon right over the play, waved immediately out. Grimes started to say something, but he didn't, but it was an awfully close play. A man on second base, and here is Stan Musial coming up with a chance to drive in a run. That was a beautiful bunt by Garms, and he almost beat it out. Here's Musial. He's had five for 15 in the series. The bat's left-handed. He's up in there now with a chance to drive in a run. Sportsman's Park seems noisier to me today than it did in yesterday's game. Seems to be uh, much more noise in the stands. Everyone quite expectant and noisy. And on second now in the last half of the first inning, Spud Chandler on the mound. 
Here's the pitch to Stan, and there is a pitch that's inside close, keeping it in on the handle, and it's a ball. It's kind of... This fellow, uh, Musial, uh, is not, for a left-hand hitter with an average of 360, is not a fellow who pulls consistently. He's apt to slash that ball to left or center or right. And on second, Musial batting. Here's the pitch. There's one very wide for ball two. The Yankees talk it up in the infield. Etten at first, Gordon at second, Presetti at short, Johnson at third, as we look down on the field from our mutual booth. It's the fifth game of the World Series, and we're still in the first inning. Hope that you're right around your radio, all set to listen to every play today. Getting all set now. Here's the next one to Musial. Musial takes a vicious cut at a very sharp breaking ball in around the waist, and he foul tipped it. It goes back to the wire, and Dickey gets a new baseball from umpire Rommel. League presidents, Ford Frick of the National League, Mr. Will Harridge of the American League, Judge Landis, seated down here below us. Chandler has his glove off, number 21 on the back of his uniform as he looks out towards center field. Now he's turning around. Here's Stan Musial up at the plate, a left-hand hitter. Here comes the pitch, and there is a ball. It broke outside. A lot of wrist action in that particular pitch, and it's ball three. Next man due to come up for St. Louis will be the catcher, Walker Cooper. Morton Cooper is on the mound for St. Louis today, and in the first half of this inning, he struck out three Yankees. He struck out the side. Just a note for those of you somewhere across the country or someplace around the world who might be tuning in late. Cardinals have a scoring chance in the first inning. Chandler getting all ready. Here's the pitch, and there is a viciously hit foul, a liner into the box seats down the left field line. And no one even wanted to touch that souvenir until it had bounced four or five times. There was one thought, get out of the way. It went in there like it was hit out of a cannon. Ball three and strike two on Stan Musial, the man on second base for St. Louis. We're in the first inning in this number five game of the World Series. Two great right-handers on the mound today. Here comes the pitch. There is ball four, no doubt about it. Missed the plate by a foot and a half. There was no doubt about that being ball four. It was high and it was very far outside. And I'd say that Bill Dickey reached out at least a foot and a half for the ball. Here's Walker Cooper, the catcher, coming up. He's had four for 15 in the series, but he hasn't got, as yet, what the Cardinals have been looking for from him, some extra base hits. Redbirds started this series, looked to the bats of Walker Cooper, Musial, and Walker for some of that extra base power. Now they have runners on first and second here in the first inning. One out. Chandler getting all set. Here's the pitch, and there is a strike. It's called right in across the knees. That pitch coming inside broke away from a right-hand hitter, a nice, sharp, fast curve. Walker started to step back, and as he did so, the ball broke right on the corner, and it's a called strike. Umpire Rommel of the American League back at the plate. Here comes the next pitch. There's a swing. He got a piece of that ball and fouled it on the ground to the right. And now it's two strikes, and Chandler has Cooper very much in the hole. Pitcher has much the advantage of the situation as it stands now. He can afford to gamble. He can afford to guess. He's really got this batter in the hot seat. Two strikes. No balls called. Man on first. Man on second. One out. That's the picture in the last half of the first inning at St. Louis. Johnson playing the hitter close to the third baseline at third base. There is a ball into the dirt 
Dickey went down for that one, and it's ball one and strike two. It's one and two for Walker Cooper. As the Cardinals, fighting hard to get back into the series, are trying hard to get out in front in the first inning off of Chandler and to give Big Mort Cooper a lead. Chandler getting all set. Runners on first and second. Here's the pitch, and there's a high-bouncing ball. Maybe a double play to Corsetti over to second. Out, back over to first, and it's safe at first. No double play. The play went from Corsetti to Gordon to Etten. It's out at second base. Musial is forced at second, but the batter had the play beaten by a step at first base, and so the Cardinals have runners on first and third with two gone. Now here's Karaski, third baseman. He's had two for 14 in the series. In New York, he hit a couple of balls hard for hits. One sharp single in the center field that drove in a run, and another hard double down the left field line in New York. Yesterday, he had a long fly ball to the left field fence, but it was caught. Runners on first and third. Here's the pitch. Karaski swings. There's a bouncing ball to Johnson at third. Pick up. There goes the peg, and he is out at first to retire the side. And so the St. Louis opportunity here in the first inning has gone glimmering as have many other scoring opportunities in this World Series and runners are left on first and third it's no runs one hit one walk and no score in the number five game of the World Series at the end of the first inning come in Red friends when there's a simple easy way to lick a tough job quickly you like to know about it so I want to put you next to Gillette Lava Shaving Cream Bill Johnson Deb Garms and plenty of other Yankee and Cardinal players would tell you it's the most thoroughgoing bid softener they ever used. Also, it makes shaving lots more enjoyable. You see, this cream produces a sponge-like lather that holds a barrel of water and keeps your whiskers thoroughly saturated while you're shaving. That means quicker shaves, smoother and better-looking ones, and extra comfort, too. Try Gillette Lather Shaving Cream. Today's World Series game is being broadcast to our troops overseas. Army regulations forbid mention of the sponsor's name. For that reason, and to make this broadcast to our boys possible, Gillette gladly refrained from mentioning the company or its products at any time during the course of the game except between innings. These brief commercials are deleted by the shortwave monitor. All right, Bob. Now this is Bob Elson talking to you again from Sportsman's Park. The first man to bat for the Yankees is going to be Charlie Keller, the famed left fielder and strong man of the Yankee on sound. He's up in there batting left-handed, and Morton Cooper is all ready. Here's the first pitch to Keller, and he takes one. A nice slow curve ball around his knees for a call strike. Big Morton Cooper, the big guy who defies all superstition with 13 on his back, is out there on the mound for the Redbirds. Nobody on and nobody out in the first half of the second. He's all ready. Here's the pitch. There's a mighty swing and a miss. Waist high, foul tip that ball, and it's two strikes. Mort Cooper, a right-hander, on the mound for St. Louis. The outfield is swung a step or two to the right. Keller in the batter's box. Here he is right below us, waving that big bat around. Boy, he even looks dangerous. Gets all ready. Here comes the pitch. There's one. Strike three. He struck him out. A curveball in on the handle. And that is four strikeouts in a row. Charlie Keller was called out on strikes. Now here's the catcher, Bill Dickey, up. Dickey's had four for 14 in the series. Had a sharp hit yesterday that drove in a run. He's batting with one out and nobody on, and Mort Cooper has that strikeout ball of his really working out there today. Here comes the first pitch, and Dickey swings and misses. Fastball up around the shoulders, and it's one strike. 
That's four strikeouts in a row. Cooper has struck out everyone who's faced him so far in this number five game of the World Series. There's the drone of an airplane overhead. Cooper getting all ready again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a ball. It's in the dirt, and it's one and one. Ball one and strike one. 34,000 capacity crowd here today. The infield on the right side for St. Louis is playing very deep. Bill's not so fast anymore, and the, out the infielders can afford to back up. Ball one and strike one for Dickey. Here's the next pitch. There's a swing and a miss. Curveball right in around the waist, and it's ball one and strike two. One and two. Dickey walks out of the batter's box. Pounds the business end of the bat on the dirt. Steps back up in there again. Here he is right below us. Number eight on the back of his gray uniform. Here comes the pitch. There is a high foul fly. Short distance down the left field line. It may get away. It goes into the stands. The third baseman, Karaski, made a nice try for the ball. Running about 150 feet down the third baseline and over to the railing for that ball. But he could not get to it. And it's ball one and strike two. Umpire Bill Stewart followed him right over to the railing. These umpires on top of every play have done a grand job in this World Series. And the count in Dickey is ball one and strike two. The outfield is straight away. Cooper's getting all ready. Here comes the next pitch. There is strike three. He struck him out. Five in a row for Morton Cooper. He did not swing. It was the fourth ball in around his knees. And he was called out on strike. So that is five strikeouts in a row for Morton Cooper. Talk about your drama in a ball game. This is certainly a sample of it. Here's the first baseman Etten up. He's had one for 16 in the series. He bats left-handed. Nobody on and two out. Morton Cooper getting all ready. Here's the pitch. There's a ball. It's up around his eyes, and it's ball one. Uncovered bleacher section in left field, uncovered in center field, and a bleacher section which is covered, so they call it a pavilion in right field. It's a single-decked affair. He's getting set. Here's the next one. There's a ball. It's high outside. And it's ball two. Morton Cooper has five strikeouts in succession. Cardinals talk it up out there. The Cardinals had a grand scoring chance in the first inning, but did not cash in on it. They had runners on first and second with one out, runners on first and third with two out. There is a ball. It's shoulder high and a bit outside, and it's ball three. So the count on Big Nick Epp and the Yankee first baseman has been run now to 3-0. Cooper's getting all set. Here comes the pitch, and there is ball four. No doubt about it. A foot outside, knee high, and Etten is the first Yankee to reach on a base on balls. Here's the second baseman, Joe Gordon, who has four for 15 in the series. Left fielder, Garms, backs up about 10 feet, playing him near the wall in left field. The center fielder, Johnny Hopp, is moving just a bit toward left field, just a little bit off the line. And Musial is just practically set out there in right field. Here is a fastball that's inside and very high to Gordon. And it's ball one. He just turned his shoulder away from the pitch. And it's ball one for Gordon. Runner on first base and two out in the first half of the second. Two strong-armed right-handers on the mound. Morton Cooper and Chandler. Here is a foul. It goes back into the wire, runs up the screen here. To our left, and it's one and one. It's a ball one and strike one count on Gordon, who's played outstanding ball in the series. 
He's had four hits, including a home run, and has played sensationally in the field. Run around first base. The count is ball one and strike one. Mort Cooper gets a sign. No wind-up. Men on first. There's a swing, and there's a high foul. It's out of play. It's going into the stands here to our left, and it's ball one and strike two. Walker Cooper gets a new baseball from umpire Rommel, rifles it down to Karaski, who now throws it to Marion, who returns it to Karaski, who is now whipping the ball over to the pitcher. Klein out at second base is kicking the dirt around. Sanders at first base is playing right on the bag. There's a base runner over there. It's Etten who walked. There's two out, and a count of ball one and strike two on Gordon. Cooper getting all set. Here comes the pitch. It's a ball. It's in a little bit too close. Waist high, and it's two and two. Ball two and strike two. Cooper takes a lot of time. He does not working hardly at all. He's very deliberate. Here comes the next pitch. It's a ball. A peg to first, and the ball gets away from Sanders. It's going into right field, and Etten is going to stop at second base. There's going to be an error on the play. Naturally, which gives the run of the base. It's on the throw. It's charged to Walker Cooper. An error charged to Walker Cooper that moves Etten to second base. That is the tenth error in the series for the Cardinals. Ten errors in the series. And now here's manager Southworth coming out to talk to Martin Cooper. Count is ball three and strike two. Cooper fired the ball to first base and threw badly and he is charged with his second throwing error of the series he had one in New York throwing to second base all three strike two and on second base and two out a scoring chance here for the Yankees and there's a smash on the ground to Karaski knocks it down there's a peg to first and he is out to retire the side boy that was dangerously close to a base hit to Karaski's left he reached out and snagged that ball knocked it down picked it up and threw him out leaving the base runner on second base, and the totals for the inning are no runs, no hits, and one walk, and that is the end of the first half of the second. When you're laying your money on the line, it always pays to be a stickler for quality, and if you're buying razor blades, it pays double to get Gillette Blue Blades. As Mort Cooper puts it, the big fella just came within one strike out of a World Series record. As he puts it, they are tops for shaving comfort and durability, too. These sharper, longer-lasting blades are produced by the same skilled craftsmen who built your Gillette razor. That means they are made to the closest limits of accuracy known in the industry and fit your Gillette razor precisely, protecting you from the scrape and pull of misfit blades. For the slickest shaves ever, smooth, good-looking shaves that really rate, today's Gillette Blue Blade simply has no equal. Now we're going into the last half of the second inning, and Bill's come over here with some figures. Bill Corum, on the five strikeouts of Morton Cooper, Carl Hubble did the same thing against Washington in 1933. And in the World Series of 1919, Hot Eller of Cincinnati against the White Sox had six strikeouts in a row. Thanks, Bill. That's a very interesting note. Now here's Sanders coming to bat. That's left-handed. He's facing Chandler. No score. Fifth game of the World Series. Chandler getting all ready. Here's the pitch, and Sanders takes, and it's in close on the handle for ball one. Sanders steps back. He's had four for 14 in the series, including a home run. Nobody on and nobody out. Here comes the pitch, and there's a smash on the ground. A base hit to right field on the ground. 
took a hold of a knee-high pitch and slapped it into right field. I should say he slashed it into right field because that ball really was cut at, and it's a base hit. That is the second hit off of Chandler. It is Sanders, fifth hit of the series. It's a man on first base, and here is Johnny Hopp coming up for the first time in the series. Hopp played first base for St. Louis in the World Series in the five games last year. Hopp was playing first base. He's now making his first appearance in this World Series of 43, and there's a ground ball to the pitcher. The play is going to be at second base. It's out, and then Gordon drops the ball, and it's called safe. Gordon is safe all around. The umpire at second base says that Gordon never really had possession of the ball, and it is safe all around. There's going to be an error on that play. Let's wait and see how the official scorer scores it. It'll be charged, I'm sure, to Gordon. The Yankees have all gathered around the umpire. Joe Rue at second base. Manager McCarthy has made his first appearance on the playing field in this series. And the Cardinals have runners on first and second. We call that play exactly. It was a smash back at the pitcher who turned and threw it to Gordon. Gordon at second base grabbed it and started to fire it and dropped it. And the umpire reversed himself and said safe all around. The error is charged to Gordon. And that is the Yankees' fourth error in the series against 10 for the Cardinals. What looked like it was going to be what looked like was going to be a double play ball fans turned out to result in an error to Gordon and the Cardinals have runners on first and second and nine Yankees have gathered around the umpire's second base including Joe McCarthy. The Yankees are undoubtedly claiming to the umpire that the play at second base had already been finished when Gordon had grabbed the ball and the base runner there had been waved out. The umpire, however, says no. Man on first, a man on second, and Marty Marion is coming up, and McCarthy is now at first base talking to umpire Reardon. Man on first, a man on second for St. Louis. No one out. That was certainly a break for the Cardinals. Man on first, a man on second on that play. Now here's Marty Marion up. He bats right-handed. Here's the pitch, and there is a ball. A throw to second base, and he was almost picked off out there. Very nearly picked off. It was a very, very close play. Sanders just got back in time, and Dickey almost had him picked off a second. When the throw left home plate, it looked like he was going to get him. He had such a long leadoff, and they called for the pitch out and very nearly picked him off the bag. In that play at second base of Chandler... Credit or charge the error to Crosetti, who handled the ball at second, in place of Gordon. They were both moving over there, and Frankie Crosetti handled the ball. So charge the error to Crosetti. Man on first, a man on second. Marty Marion batting. Here's a bunt down the first baseline. Acton picks the ball up. The play is at first base, and it's a sacrifice. He is out at first, and the Cardinals have runners on second and third. It was a beautiful bunt down the first baseline, about 20 feet. It was handled by Etten, who was playing in on the play. He turned and fired the ball to first base to Gordon, who shifted over to cover on the sacrifice. So there's a man on first, a man on, or a man on second, a man on third, and Cooper is coming up. To start this inning, Sanders hit safely, remember, a single, and then Hop 
was safe on an error out of second base as Chandler tried for a double play. Corsetti dropped the ball out there, and there's a man on second and a man on third for the Cardinals by virtue of a sacrifice by Marty Marion. The Yankee infield is playing in, and Morton Cooper is up. Here's the pitch, and there's one very wide for a ball. Presetti at short, Johnson at third, Gordon at second, Etten at first. They're all playing way in, almost in the edge of the grass. And Cooper is batting. Number 13 on the back of his uniform. Chandler out there trying to get out of another jam. He did in the first inning. And there is a strike. It's right in over the inside corner, above the knees, it's called. And it's one and one. You remember, fans, in the first inning, St. Louis had runners on first and second with one out. Runners on first and third with two out. All that and failed to score. Now they have a man on second, a man on third with one out, and the pitcher up. Count is one and one. Chandler's getting all ready. Here's the next pitch. Cooper started to swing, stopped. It's called a strike anyway, and it's ball one and strike two. The Cardinals have just not been able to cash in on scoring opportunities in this 43 series. They just have not been able to come through with hits when they'd mean something. Chandler taking a lot of time. He's worked up a 1-2 count on Cooper. Now he's getting all ready. Here's the pitch, and there's a swing and a miss. He struck him out. Cooper went for one right in around his knees and struck out. That is Chandler's first strikeout, and here is Klein coming up, the leadoff man. Klein had a couple of chances in yesterday's ball game to come through when it would really help, but the little fellow just couldn't get those hits yesterday when it would help. Now he's presented with an opportunity today with a man on second and a man on third and two gone. Chandler getting set. Here's the first pitch and there is a mighty swing and a miss. And he missed that ball by a half a foot. A change up on that. A curve ball slow on the outside. Waist high. Chandler working hard. Working with his usual cunning out there on the mound. It's made him a 20 game winner against four losses for the Yankees. Getting all set again. Here comes the next pitch to Klein. Klein swings. There's a fly ball to right field. It should be caught. Looks like an easy chance for Matheny. He's under the ball and has it to retire the side. And so St. Louis has failed to cash in on another scoring opportunity. And runners are left on second and third at the end of the second inning. The totals are no runs and one hit and one error in the inning. And there is no score in this ball game, the number five game of the World Series, at the end of two innings of play. We're going to pause briefly now for station identification. This is Mutual. WOR New York, the Mutual Station broadcasting all sports all year round. Now this is Bob Elson talking to you again from Sportsman's Park in St. Louis with the Cardinals on the field and the Yankees coming to bat to start the third. The first man to come up is going to be the... Center fielders, Stainback. Stainback has had two for 14 in the series. He bats right-handed. Going into the first half of the third, there's no score in the ball game. Time is called while a couple of refreshment vendors are told to get off the playing field. They're out along the wall again as they were yesterday. Now Stainback, 16 on the back of his uniform, is stepping into the batter's box. And we're ready to start the third inning here at St. Louis with no score. Cooper getting ready. Here's the pitch, and there's a ball. Waist high and wide for ball one. Earl Combs coaching at first. Artie Fletcher coaching at third. The Cardinals have had two scoring chances and failed to cash in. 
It's all set. Here's the pitch, and there's a fastball right down the middle, just as straight as a string for a call strike. One and one. Cooper's getting all set again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a swing and a bouncing ball to Sanders. He's up with it. There's the run to the bag. He's out. Sanders makes the play unassisted, and the Cardinals fire that ball around. Boys fire the ball around the infield, and they back up. Karoski at third, Marion at short, Klein at second, Saunders at first. And now here is the pitcher, Spurgeon Chandler, coming out to the plate, getting a hand. Chandler was the winner of the first game of the series at New York, 4-2. He beat Lanier, you remember? Mort Cooper was the winner of the second game. He beat Bonham, 4-3. Here's Chandler, batting right-handed. One out and nobody on in the first half of the third. Cooper's getting ready. Here's the pitch. There is a fastball that backed him up. Ball one. In very close. Hop playing center field. Garms playing left field. And Musio playing right field. Cooper's ready. Here's the next pitch. And there is a ball. It missed the corner by an inch. Waist high on the outside. And it's ball two. Morton Cooper. Opposing Chandler to... Powerful right-handers, two great right-handers on the mound in this fifth game of the series, and there is a swing and a miss at a fastball knee-high. Chandler missed that ball plenty, went around like a top, and it's ball two and strike one. Chandler steps back in again, waves that bat around. Mort Cooper looks down at his brother Walker getting his sign. The Redbirds talk it up in the infield. Here it is. It's a swing and a high bouncing ball. Maybe foul. It is foul. And Cooper comes all the way over from the mound across the foul line into foul territory to pick that ball up and now it is a 2-2 count on Chandler ball two and strike two for Chandler batting for the Yankees in the first half of the third with one out no score in the ball game Cooper as yet has not been touched for a hit Chandler has given two hits Cooper has five strikeouts. Ball two, strike two. Here comes the pitch. There's a swing and a foul. It bounces off the umpire's mask. Umpire Ramo back at the plate today. Walker Cooper gets a new baseball for his brother now. Takes his glove off, smooths the ball around in his hands, walks out in front of the plate, talks it, tosses it back to Mort, says something to him. And now he's back in in a crouch back of the hitter. It's Chandler. Nobody on the bases, one out. Gets his sign, shakes his head, has the sign he wants. Ball two, strike two, here it is. He struck him out. He went for a curveball up across the letters, and he becomes strikeout victim number six. So that's two gone fans in the first half of the third. Mort Cooper, who up until the second game of the World Series, had had no luck at all against American League competition in World Series or All-Star games, came through with a win, and he's doing handsomely out here today. Here's Crosetti up, the leadoff man. He was a strikeout victim the first time up. Here's the pitch, and Frankie gets his head away from a floater that's high and inside, and it's ball one. The Cardinals have made two hits off of Chandler. The Yankees have made no hits off of Cooper. Big Mortar's ready. Here comes the pitch. There is a swing and a low fly ball to center field. Hot coming fast. Cannot get it. It's a base hit. It drops in front of him. 
and Frankie Crosetti is credited with the first Yankee hit off of Cooper in the fifth game of the World Series. A low into center field. Hop started to race in, played the ball safely, and it's a base hit. That's five hits in 16 tries for Crosetti in the series. Now here's the right fielder, Matheny, up. That's left-handed. There is a spike over the outside corner, knee high. It's called. Matheny is playing right field for New York today in place of Lindell. Setty on first base. Cooper watches him over the shoulder. Here comes the pitch to Matheny. He takes a vicious swing at a fastball and misses two strides. Matheny really went for the works that time. That was a vicious cut. And he missed it for strike two. He was a strikeout victim the first time up. Man on first and two out, third inning. Mort Cooper getting all set. Here comes the next pitch. There is a hard hit ball in the left center field. It's a hit at single at least. A nice play on the ball out there. And here's the throw into the infield. And there are runners on first and third. Grissetti kept on going around the third. And Garms made a nice pickup of that ball that was hit very viciously. He was going towards center field. And he was out of position to fire that ball into, into third base. So the runner kept right on going around the third. It's a base hit. And the Yankees have runners on first and third. And Johnson coming up. That was hit number two off of Cooper. Man on first, a man on third, and Johnson up. He's had five for 17 in the series. There's a swing and a foul. It's up into the stands to the right, and it's a foul strike one. Man on first, a man on third. Cooper getting all set. Here's the next pitch to Bill. He hits an infield fly. The third baseman, Karaski, is calling for the ball, and he takes it. Karaski went to his left in front of the shortstop position at the edge of the infield grass to take that infield fly ball and to retire the side, and runners are left. On first and third, and the totals are no runs and two hits. And that ends the first half of the third inning. The fifth game of the World Series is going into the last half of the third inning with the Yankees on the field. The Cardinals coming to bat. The left fielder Garms is going to be up first. He laid down a sacrifice in his first appearance in the first inning to move Klein along. Klein had an infield hit off of Chandler's leg. And now here's Debbie up for the second time in the ball game. This fellow was the leading hitter in the league not so many years ago with the Pirates. Chandler getting all set. Here's the first pitch to Garms, and it's almost in the dirt. Ball one. Nobody on and nobody out. No score. The number five game of the World Series is St. Louis. Chandler and Cooper. Garms led the league in 1940. He's all set. Here comes the pitch, and there is a strike. It's perfect. Right in across his knees. It's called, and it's one and one. Ball one, strike one. Mike Gonzalez coaching at first for St. Louis of Southworth. Down at third. Pitcher getting all set again. Here's the next one. There is a ball. It missed the corner by an inch at the knee, and it's ball two. The Cardinals are fighting hard to get back into the series, and the Yankees are just as determined to try to end it today at five ball games. Seemed to be an air of confidence on that St. Louis bench today. The boys weren't at all downcast before the game, all figuring that today is our day. 
Here comes the pitch, and Garm swings. Hits a high-bouncing ball to Gordon. He has it. There goes the peg. He's out. The play going from Gordon to Atten, and there's one goal, and the Yankees fired around. Here's Musio. He walked the first time up. Stepping into the batter's box. One out of nobody on in the last half of the third, and a nothing-to-nothing ball game. Cardinals have two hits. The Yankees have two hits. Chandler ready. Here's the pitch. And it's perfect. Bullseye right down the middle. It's a call strike. That's left-handed, but the center fielder is playing him just a shade to left field. They don't play him to pull. Here comes the pitch, and there's a mighty swing and a mighty miss. A beautiful, sharp, fast curve in there around the knees, and Musial swung and missed. Chandler leans forward on that right foot. Now he scrapes it across the pitching rubber. Gets it all smooth to his liking. He has a two-strike count on Musial. Here comes the pitch, and there's a swing and a miss. He struck him out. Musial went with a sort of a choppy swing for a fast one on the corner, knee high, and missed. And he struck out and becomes strikeout victim number two for Spud Chandler. Here's the catcher, Walker Cooper. Hit into a force play, short to second, the first time up, fastball, missed the corner knee high, it's ball one. Chander working very leisurely out there in the center of the diamond, is again scraping his right foot across the pitching rubber. He's retired two Cardinals here in the last half of the third, there's no, no score in the ball game. There's one outside, knee high for ball two. It's nothing and nothing. In case you're just tuning in to the ball game at St. Louis, it's nothing and nothing at St. Louis in the last half of the third in the fifth game of the World Series. Chandler against Cooper. There is a strike. He caught the corner that time with a nice pitch, and it's ball two and strike one. Called. Chandler getting all ready out there again. Here comes the next pitch to Cooper. Cooper swings, and there is a smash for a hit down the left field line. Looks like it's just going to be a single. Keller coming in fast. He's trying for second base. The peg. He is out at second base on a perfect throw. Walker Cooper tried to stretch his single to left field into a double and was out at second base on a perfect throw from Charlie Keller on a close play to retire the side. If you're keeping a scorecard, credit Walker Cooper with a base hit. And in your mind, credit Charlie Keller with a very, very fine throw. Well, that is the end of three innings here at St. Louis. Cooper's sharp single to left field was between the third baseman and the bag on the ground. Keller came fast, grabbed the ball. Cooper kept right on going. And he threw him out of second base on a perfect peg and on a very close play. Now, fans, we're going into the first half of the fourth inning of this ball game. Whether you're listening in California, Chicago, New York, Maine, Florida, wherever you happen to be listening, we hope that you're enjoying every single play. The Cardinals out there in the field pegging the ball around. That's three hits off of Chandler, two hits off of Cooper. The outfielders are getting all set. Hop in center field, Musial in right field, Garms in left field. The infielders are Sanders at first, Klein at second, Marion at short, Horowski at third. The first man to bat for New York will be Keller, who was a strikeout victim the first time up. Has three for 16 in the series. 
And he's stepping up in there now, taking that wide feet apart stance of his down in there. Just digs in, and Mort Cooper is getting a sign. Here it is. It's a slow curve that just missed the corner. Cooper has a most deceptive pitching motion out there. It looked for all as though that was going to be a fastball when he was getting set to deliver that ball. But he pulled up on it, and it came in as a slow curve ball that missed being a strike. Here comes the pitch, and there is a very high fly ball in short left field that Marty Marion is back for. He's under it. He has it. Ball the out. One gone. Now here's Dickey. Phil Dickey stepping into the batter's box with one out here. Well, here's a great, a great ball player and a great fellow. Everyone wishes that Mr. Dickey's active playing career could go on for another 20 or 25 years. Left-hand hitter, he's up in there now watching Martin Cooper. Cooper getting all set. Here comes the pitch, and there's one very high and very wide, a ball. Ball one. One out, nobody on. First half of the fourth inning. Chandler against Cooper. It's anybody's ball game. It's 0-0, nothing, nothing. Outfield of the Cardinals is straight away. Here comes the pitch. There is a spike. It's perfect. It caught the corner. Knee high. A nice pitch, and it's one and one. Hop is playing center field for St. Louis. Garms is playing left field. Musial's in right field. Getting all set out there again. Now the windup. Here comes the next pitch. Dickey swings. There's a bouncing ball at Marion. He's up with it. There goes the peg. He's out at first. The play from Marion to Sanders, and the Cardinals peg it around. Now the next man to come up for New York is walking into the batter's box on the right side. It's Nick Etten. Leaning over now, getting a little dirt on his hands. Number five in the back of his gray uniform. Now he taps his spikes with the heavy end of the bat. He walked the first time up today. Previously had gone one for 16 in the series. There's one outside and high for a ball. Nobody on. Two out. First half of the fourth inning. A pitcher's duel and what a duel between Cooper and Chandler. Previous game winners in this series. Here comes the pitch, and there's a fastball outside at the waist, and it's ball two. Both these pitchers are winners. Cooper was winner in game number two. Chandler was winner in game number one, and they're pitted against each other in this all-crucial number five game of the World Series at St. Louis. Here comes the pitch. He swings, and there is a high foul. The third baseman has a good chance on this ball. He's going to his right. He should get it. He does get it, and it retires aside. Cooper went 20... The third baseman, Karaski, went 25 feet to his right outside the third base to take that high foul fly, and it retires the side. In the first half of the fourth inning, it's three up and three down. No runs, no hits, no errors. No score in the ball game. Come in red. Johnny Hopp, Bud Matheny, and others, certainly too many of the Cardinals and the Yankees to mention right now, use Gillette Lather Shaving Cream. And friends, when you prepare your beard with Gillette Lather Shaving Cream, then ease through it with the Gillette Blue Blade you get the slickest shaves in the book. Gillette chemists experimented years before developing this faster-acting, more economical beard softener. Hundreds of formulas were made and tested, and what a cream it is. It produces up to four times as much lather as most popular brands. Better still, it makes a sponge-like lather that holds lots of water and releases it freely, soaking, saturating, and softening tough, wiry beard as fast as a jitterbug. And personally, just let me point out to you, fellas, the aftershave feel of your face for hours afterwards. Your skin remains soft and pliable. Men, 
You never know what shaving luxury is like until you use this happy combination. Gillette Lather Shaving Cream to soften tough beard, the Gillette Blue Blade to whisk it away. Now we're going into the last half of the fourth inning. This is Bob Elson talking to you again from Sportsman's Park in St. Louis. Chandler's getting all ready to pitch to Whitey Karaski, number one in the back of his uniform. It's a nothing-nothing ball game, fans. It's plenty tense here, as I, I'm sure I don't have to tell you. And it's anybody's game. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Johnson coming fast. There goes the peg. He beat it out. Whitey Karaski just beat out a bunt down the third baseline. Well, the fourth hit off of Chandler, and it brings up the first baseman, Sanders, who singled the first time up. We hope that you're all enjoying every play of this ball game, especially all our servicemen in all parts of the world. I hope they're enjoying every play. Their being where they are is making it possible for 130 million people to enjoy these ball games here in the United States. Man on first base, Sanders up. He bats left-handed. Chandler on the mound. That was the one, two, three, four, fourth hit for St. Louis. Karaski edging off the first base. Sanders up, batting left-handed. Here's the pitch. It's very wide for a ball. Karaski really caught them flat-footed that time. The bunt was laid between the mound and third base. Chandler started to go for the ball first, but Johnson evidently hollered it and hollered, and Chandler stepped out of the way, let Johnson feel it. He did it perfectly, but just couldn't reach him. There's a ball, very high and wide, and it's ball two. Chandler is keeping that ball high and outside from Saunders, who's proven himself to be a pretty good pull hitter so far in the series. He pulled one into the seats in New York for the home run, and last time up, he slashed one sharply into right field. They're keeping that ball outside on him. Man on first, nobody out. Chandler getting set, here's the pitch, and there's ball three outside. In the same spot, uh, as far as the zone was concerned, outside, but that was around the waist instead of around the shoulder. So Chandler has worked the count to 3-0. Johnson at third base, playing in a few feet. Runner on first base. It's the St. Louis half of the fourth inning. This pitcher's battle between Cooper and Chandler. There is ball four, no doubt about it. Missed the plate by two feet, knee high. Runners on first and second for St. Louis, and nobody out. And the fans are wondering, how long can the Cardinals go on blowing, scoring opportunity? Sooner or later, they've got a cash one. Man on first, the man on second now for St. Louis, and here is Hippity Hop Up. The question is here now, will he bunt, or will he take a crack at it? He'll be followed to the plate by Marion and the pitcher. Here is the pitch, and it's low. It gets away from Dickey, but there's no play. The ball was low, slid out of his glove against his leg pads, and slid behind him just a foot. He pounced on that ball, turned to fire it, and the Cardinals played it safe. Man on first, a man on second. Gordon and Etten are now talking to Chandler. Karaski is out on second base. Sanders is on first base. And Johnny Hopp, making his first appearance in the 43 World Series, is at bat. He was safe on an error by Crescetti the first time up. Chandler gets all ready. Here comes the next pitch. There is one around his eyes for ball two. Chandler says, Nick's on that. I've had enough of that ball. Give me a new one. Which umpire Rommel promptly does. Spud... Just doesn't like the feel of that particular baseball and is getting rid of it. And Bill Dickey gets another one and takes it out to champ. 
Runners on first and second for St. Louis, and this is their third real scoring opportunity of the day. Man on first, the man on second. Ball two count on hop. Here comes the pitch. There is ball three. It's in the dirt. Again, the ball got away from Dickey, and again, no advance. That ball was very low. It slid out of Dickey's glove, rolled two feet behind him, but the Cardinals playing it safe are still at first and second. Man on first, the man on second, and a three and nothing count. No one in the Yankee bullpen. Nobody warming up. This is the St. Louis half of the fourth inning fans. And now, Winslow, a right-hander, has started to warm up in the right field bullpen for the Yankees. There is a strike that's on the corner, knee high, and it's three and one. Now Wenschloff has gone back to sit down, and now Atlee Donald has started to warm up for New York. Down in the bullpen, which is way down the right field line, to our right. Here is a strike on the corner. Ball three and strike two. A howl out of the stands as Hop starts that automatic move of going to first base with a ball three count on him. And the umpire, Ed Ronald, says, no sorry, Johnny, that was good. It's a ball three, strike two count. Man on first, man on second. Donald had a record of six and four during the season. Two men on, here's the pitch, and Hop swings and tops that ball. He rolls it foul, and it's ball three and strike two. Horoski led off the inning, the last half of the fourth, by beating out a punt to Bill Johnson at third. Sanders walked on four pitch balls. They're on first and second. And Hop, who was playing in center field for St. Louis and plays a walker, is batting. He's safe on an error the first time up, and he's worked the count up to three and two. No score in the ball game. No score in the ball game. Number five game of the World Series at St. Louis. Here comes the pitch, and there's a swing and a miss. He stuck him out. Chandler fired a fast curve over the outside corner, waist high, and hop goes out on strikes. One out. Well, that's three strikeouts. Three strikeouts for Chandler. As against six strikeouts for Cooper, five consecutive. Man on first, a man on second, and here is Schlatt's Marion coming up. Marion has four for 11 in the series. He's come through with a couple of very timely blows, and he's up there now with teammates on first and second. Horoski on second. Here's the pitch, and there's a high-bouncing ball to Crisetti. The play is at second base. It's out over the first base, and it's safe. No double play. Almost a double play. The play going from Crisetti to Gordon to Etten, and boy, how those two lads work out there around second base. Crisetti came in fast on that ball, fired it back to Gordon, the perfect play. Gordon wheeled, whipped that ball over the first base, and now there are runners on first and third, and the pitcher, Morton Cooper, coming up. Man on first, a man on third. Right-hand hitter up at the plate. Pitcher getting already out there again. It's Chandler. He's pitched his way practically out of a big jam up here in the fourth inning. There's a swing and a ground ball to Crusetti. A nice stop to take the second to force play, and it retires the side. Cooper hit the first ball pitch viciously at the shortstop. It took a high bounce. Crusetti leaped into the air, whipped that ball over to Gordon. It was turned into a force out, and it retires the side. And again, Chandler came through with a beautiful pitching performance. The first two men were on safely with a hit and a walk. He pitched his way out of the jam and retired the side. No runs, one hit, one walk. 
And that is the end of four innings of play here in St. Louis, friends, in this number five game of the World Series. The score is nothing and nothing. We'll pause briefly now for station identification. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Now this is Bob Elson talking to you again from Sportsman's Park in St. Louis. We're going into the first half of the fifth inning. We're almost at the midway point in the ball game. My colleague and co-worker in many, many a colorful World Series, Red Barber, will be all set to carry you along with his colorful story of the last half of this World Series game. And now we're ready for the first half of the fifth inning and the first batter for New York, who is the second baseman, Gort. The first time up, he bounced out to Karaski. Now he's facing Morton Cooper. Nothing, nothing, starting the fifth. Wind up in the first pitch, and Gordon swings and bounces one to Karaski. There's the ball going across the first base, and he is out. Karaski to Sanders for the first out. The Cardinals peg it around. Here's the center fielder, Stainback. A pitching duel between two giants of the mound, Morton Cooper and Spurgeon Chandler. Two great pitchers. Nothing, nothing. First half of the fifth inning. Pitcher's getting all ready. Here it is. Stainback takes, and it's a ball. It's outside knee high, and it's ball one. The Yankees have made two hits. The Cardinals have made four hits. Right-hand hitter up. Pitcher's getting all set. Here's the next one to Stainback. He swings. There's a ground ball through the box. Marion makes a one-hand half-stop of the ball. Couldn't hold it. Couldn't come up with it. And it is a base hit. A base hit for Stainback, his third hit of the World Series. Man on first. Here's Chandler coming out. Man on first base and one out. First half of the fifth inning of the ball game. What a ball game it is, fans, and we hope that you're enjoying every play. Runner on first base. Here's Chandler Batty. He was a strikeout victim the first time up. Man on first, here's the pitch, a bunt. Out in front of the plate, the pitcher handling the ball, the play will be at first. He is out. And Klein had to make a reaching, gloved hand stab of Cooper's high throw. You hear that ooh, that noise through the stands? Well, that was it, that's what occasioned it. It was very close at first base, and Klein just did get over to get it. Man on second base and two out, and Presetti coming up. Presetti has five for 16 in the series. He is plenty dangerous. Frankie Presetti, who has played great ball at short. Now they're motioning the left fielder Grimes to move in a bit. Southworth is motioning to Hoppin center field to come in. Man on second base, here is the pitch, and there's a swing and a miss. A fast curve across the letters, and it's one strike on Presetti. Man on second base, two out here. First half of the fifth inning. Fifth World Series game is nothing and nothing. Morton Cooper against Chandler. Here comes the pitch. There's a swing and a miss. Up around the letters again, and it's two strikes. And he is just powering that ball through there now with brute force. Those have been two very, very fast curve balls up around the letters that Corsetti has had to look at right under his chin. And he has swung at both of them and missed. Now let's see what he's going to give him for the number three effort. Man on second for New York. Two strikes on Corsetti. Here it is. And he swung, started to swing at that ball, but stopped. The umpire says he did not complete the swing, and it's called a ball. And the ball got away from the catcher, 
And now let's see. It is not a strike. It's a... The Cardinals are claiming that that was a half strike that should be called a strike on that pitch. But the umpire says no. And the ball got away from the catcher and the base runner advanced to third. That was a very, very low outside pitch that got away from Cooper, the catcher, rolled at least 20 feet back of the plate, and the base runner advanced to third. It is a wild pitch. Advanced the runner to third base on a wild pitch by Cooper. Southworth also comes out to find out what it was all about, and it certainly did not look like a swing from here, and the umpire says it was not. Cooper looked like he has hurt himself down here, and he's walking away from the plate. He has taken his mask off, but he has not taken his chest protector or shin guards off and undoubtedly will stay in the ballgame. Doc Weaver, the Cardinal trainer, will administer to him over there now, and then he'll be back in the ballgame, I'm sure, very quickly. The situation is we're in the fifth inning at St. Louis. It's the first half, the Yankee half. The American League champs possessing a three to one edge in ball games played in this 43 World Series. And they're fighting hard to try to end it up in St. Louis today while the Cardinals are really fighting to get back into the series. And that's just what they do if they win this ball game. They are back. It would make it three and two. Look probably if they would win today for Alpha Brazil tomorrow in what would be the sixth game and probably Bonham. However, the Cardinals must win the ball game today to, to stay in the running. Here is, here is O'Day coming out, replacing Cooper. He undoubtedly hurt his hand more seriously than we could judge from up here, although anything is a guess. You can't tell when the fellow leaves the batter's box or the catching spot just how badly his hand is hurt. And evidently it was found when he got back in there that it was hurt too badly to continue. So Walker Cooper is forced out of the ball game. And Ken O'Day, the second string catcher of the St. Louis Ball Club, is making his first appearance in the 43 World Series. Ken O'Day, bats left-handed, good hitter. Used to be with the Cubs, used to be with the Giants. He's been around the majors for a long time. Good receiver, good hitter. And he is now stepping into the spot vacated by Walker Cooper. O'Day walks out to check signals with Cooper. Now he comes back in behind the plate, and umpire Rommel gets out the whisper room. Cleans it off. Cooper split his finger on his throwing hand, and we're sorry to say that regardless of how many more games it goes or what happens, Cooper is undoubtedly, or probably, through for the series. It's a tough break on Big Walker Cooper, the great catcher of the Cardinal Ball Club. Staying back single after one out. Advanced to second on a sacrifice. Advanced to third on a wild pitch. He's on third now. He would like to score the first run of the ball game. Will he or won't he? We'll soon see. Here comes the pitch. And there is a high fly ball back into short left field that Marion is going back for. The left fielder is coming in, and Garms takes it to retire the side. And so Stainback is left on third. And the totals in the first half of the fifth inning, friends, no runs and one hit. And that is the end of four and a half innings of this number five game of the World Series. And the score is nothing and nothing. New York, nothing. The Cardinals, nothing. Chandler against Cooper as the ball game goes into the last half of the fifth. Well, friends, this is Bob Elson, who's had the pleasure of describing play-by-play -play the first half of this number five game of the World Series here at St. Louis. And it is with 
customary pleasure that I call in my co-worker that I've had the pleasure of working alongside of so many, many years. I have a great respect for his baseball knowledge and his ability of calling play-by-play -play baseball in these crucial ball games. And I know that you're going to enjoy Red Barber's colorful description of the last half of the fifth game of the World Series. Red, I'm very glad to turn it over to you. Come in. Thank you, Bob. The great call you've given us for the first half. Friends, that was Bob Elson, Lieutenant Bob Elson of the United States Naval Reserves, who has been with us here on the broadcast. And, of course, his customary broadcasting fee goes to Army and Navy Relief. Now we're moving into the last of the fifth inning. Chandler, who has been waiting around in hot water all afternoon, but has yet been able to pitch himself out of it. Chandler is ready to face the top of the Cardinal hitting order in the last of the fifth. This is the longest that any World Series this fall has gone without one team scoring. Three innings had been the farthest heretofore they had been scoring in the fourth inning previously, at the latest. But now we're going into the last of the fifth. It is no runs, three hits and one error for the Yankees, no runs, four hits and one error for the Cardinals. Chandler is facing Luke Hines, who's one for two today. Let off with a smash single right back off Chandler's glove in the first inning. Then hit a fly ball to right field in the second. Right-hand batter, Chandler right-handed delivers. A curve swung on and fouled off over into the Yankee bench. Strike one. As Bob told you earlier, the dugouts are not being used by the players. Temporary box seats were put up just in front of the stands. And in order for the players to be able to see, they had to have a bench out in front of their dugouts for both teams. Chandler works. Curve over nicely for a call. Second strike. Nothing in two. The big story so far today, if you are going for one word again, is pitching. Both these big, strong right-handers, these two aces, are trumping each other. Threat after threat, they turn back. There's a hot bounding ball to short. Cosetti, a backhanded stab. Stop the throw. Out by a hair. Frank Rosetti playing a magnificent series. Draws a big hand from the fans at St. Louis. That is the fielding play of today. Rosetti carrying over to his bare right-handed side, over toward third. A backhanded stabbing stop, quickly recovered, and he had no time for a full-arm throw. A snapped wrist, and Klein was out. Short to first, one up, one gone. The Cardinals have threatened in every inning so far, but have been unable to catch one. No score. Deb Gom's veteran left-hand batter swings and misses, chopping at a curveball just under his hands. Gomes is one of the few ball players who uses a bat made out of hickory wood. There he is up there with this dark brown piece of lumber. Outfield step toward right. Debs takes a call, second strike. Chandler gave him a slider right off the hands. He's pitching Debs waist high and inside. No balls, two strikes. One man out, nobody on, no score. And the pressure is mounting with each pitch, with each passing moment. Chandler delivers a low curve for ball one. Gomes is very fast. He can really move down that line. Bob pointed out to you, one time was the league batting champion back in 1940 with the Pirates. Chandler pumps vigorously, delivers a big curve that hangs outside, thrown by right-handed to a left-hand hitter. Ball two. Two and two. After Gars will come Stan Musial. Deb swings and misses for strike three on an outside curve. That's the second out for the last of the fifth inning. That is the fourth strikeout for Chandler. It's the tenth strikeout in the ball game as Big Cooper has struck out six. Here's Stan up now. Swings and misses. A severe curve. Chandler is really throwing that ball 
seems with more snap and precision and authority than in the earlier stages. Cooper, who started out pitching with everything he had in fan the first five, has been easing up somewhat. Musial swing stalls it off. In other words, Cooper well knew that he could not keep up the tremendous pace that he had begun. But he began that pace deliberately to show the Yankees a thing or two to also uh, fire his own side and buoy up his own boys. And the Cardinals are battling, braced behind their big right-hander. And the Yankees are braced behind their big right-hander. Two men out, last of the fifth inning. Two strikes to Musil, who gets tired of waiting for Chandler, and then backs out of the box. Musil has five hits, five for 16. Digs in, winds up with that wood, then crouches. The pitch, way outside, a fastball. Chandler wasted that one. Musil refused to go after it. When Stan was up his last at bat, he struck out. Went for a pitch almost like that, only it was a high outside curve. Chandler, of course, remembering that, thought he'd try and set up the same strategy, perhaps, but make it a fastball. One and two. The throw, swung on and missed. A slider on the outside for strike three swinging, and it's the second straight time that Musil has been fanned. It's the fifth strikeout for Chandler. Now at the end of five innings, we'll check the totals with you. No runs, three hits, and one error for New York. No runs, four hits, and one error for St. Louis. The Cardinals take to the field, and there's this magnificent right-hander, Mort Cooper, with that 13 boldly emblazoned on the back of his uniform blouse. He wears that 13 by deliberate choice. He's warming up with Ken O'Day, who wears number 16. O'Day, the second-string catcher, and now doing his first receiving so far in this series as Walker Cooper got a finger split on his meat hand in the top of the fifth inning. Now the first pitch to Matheny as we move into the sixth inning. He's on the outside for ball one. Matheny has one for two, single sharp his last time up. Appeal, round toward right. Okay, this follow the pull. What works? Let's up pitch it on the knees inside for ball two. Sort of a half-speed pitch. First man up for the Yankees in the sixth inning, and it is no score. Cooper delivers. Fastball ripped in for a call strike. Two and one. After Matheny, then Johnson followed by Kellogg. Mark Cooper pitching to Ken O'Day. Big right-hander delivers. High outside for ball three. He's in the hole now, three and one. The Cardinal inner defense is as it has been all through the series. Sanders at first base. Klein at second. At shortstop, Marion. And at third, the indomitable Karowski. He's paid, he has played through a great deal of pain so far in this series, and he's played excellent ball. Gatfield. Round toward right. The pitch in there for a call strike, and it is now three and two. Moving down to the Cardinal bullpen is Max Lanier, the strong arm left-hander, and he is beginning to warm up. There's his first warm-up pitch. There's his second in the bullpen. Cooper on the mound, pitches 3-2. Matheny fouls it into the left field stands, out of play. Still a 3-2 count. So that is a story in itself. Southworth, of course, is at the spot where he must use nothing but aces. 
Mort Cooper on the mound. Bearing down in a scoreless struggle. In the bullpen, Lanier. Warming up. He pitched the first seven innings yesterday. When he left the ball game, it was tied at one and one. Matheny up. Three and two the count. Matheny finishing a great rookie year. Cooper delivers. Bud swings. There's a fly ball into short right. Underneath it is Musial waiting. And the right fielder gathers it in for out number one. Bill Johnson, who's gone over for two, who has five hits for 18 official at-bats. Sturdy third baseman, right-hand batter. Johnson standing right off the plate. Most of his teammates call him Willie. That feels straight away on Bill at the moment. Cooper delivers. Johnson takes a fast call strike. Out goes Eddie Rommel's right hand. Rommel of the American League, back of the plate. Reardon of the National at first. Rule of the American at second. Stewart of the National at third. Johnson swings and goes all the way around missing, and it is strike two. The umpiring alternates are Pipgrass of the American League and Conlon of the National. A throw, swung on, hit back past the mound to short. Marion up, the throw in time by five or six steps, and Johnson is out, and it is short to first. Charlie Kellam, lugging a couple of sticks, makes his way up to batter's box, then throws the surplus one away. Drives that plate from behind, spreads those feet wide apart. Two men out, nobody on, no score, top of the sixth. Outfield around toward right. Cooper pitches, Keller swings and misses. Ooh, that was fast. We just received uh, additional advice that uh, catcher Cooper has a compound dislocation of the index finger on his right hand from that foul tip off Frank Rosetti's bat, top of the fifth inning. A throw, Keller swings, hits a bounding ball wide, a first in the right field, sends for a clean base hit. And Keller, with two men out, singles to right, opening up top of the sixth inning. That for Keller is his fourth hit of the series. The Yankees, it is their fourth hit off Mort Cooper. And now the totals are identically exact. No runs, four hits, one error for each of the two teams. Bill Dickey, who is 0 for 2, steps in. Tall, raw bone, left-hand batter. Playing in his 38th World Series game with the Yankees. That's a record of its kind. Dickey swings as a high one going out toward the right field pavilion. It is... Gone on top of the pavilion roof for a two-run home run. And Bill Dickey has run his home run home. And it is two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. There was the first crack in the superlative pitching of Big Cooper. Dickey caught hold of one. There was no question when it was struck. The only question was whether it would clear entirely the right field pavilion roof. It dropped on the middle of it. Nick Atten crouches at the plate, a left-hand hitter, and takes a fast call strike. It's two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. 
and the Cardinals know their task. If they do not erase that lead, they will erase themselves from the series. Etten takes high inside, going down on one knee out of the way of the pitch. Ball one. Bill Dickey, hammer to homer. Two runs are solidly earned. Two to nothing, New York. Cooper still bearing down. He doesn't let up. Delivers. Etten takes a sharp curve, high outside. Ball two, two and one. Left hand to Lanier, keeps crawling away. Down on the Cardinal bullpen. Sam Narron is warming him up. Art Fletcher back of third. Earl Combs back of first. The Yankee coaches talk it up. Etten crouches at the plate, swings, fouls it off. Now it's two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Etten moves a little ground. He crowds that plate from behind. Wide open stands. Feet close together. He stands facing the pitcher, in fact, and steps in the general direction of first base. The throw, swung on, there's a line drive, hit right at second baseman Klein, who takes it for the out. Two runs on two hits. Nobody left. And at the end of five and a half innings, it's two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. Now we'll talk about another batter, Stan Musial. Kids got about as keen a pair of eyes as anybody in the big leagues. He had to have his eye on the ball to hit that 357 the summit. But even Stan would take off his hat to the folks who inspect Gillette Blue Blaze. Yes, sir. And so would you. For these skilled operators do things that are just as dramatic in their way as Musial's hitting. Equipped with special lights, high-powered microscopes, micrometers, every technical facility that you can imagine... These keen-eyed experts make sure that only perfect blades are okayed. Seventeen separate inspections assure absolutely uniform high quality. For thus, fans, you can count on today's Gillette Blue Blade, product of skilled craftsmanship, matchless equipment, relentless tests and inspections to give you the best-looking, most comfortable shaves a man can have. We pause now for station identification. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Spurgeon Chandler. Thrown down his last preliminary pitch to Bill Dickey, and the Yankee battery is set. The rest of the Yankee club of field as we move into the last of the sixth inning. Etten at first base. Joe Gordon at second. Frank Crisetti at short. And Bill Johnson is at third. The outfield has Keller in left, in center, Steinbach, and well, we'll pick up the rest. Here's the first pitch to O'Day, which is over for a call strike. The right fielder for the Yankees is Matheny. O'Day is up for his first time today. Came on catching last inning, and he is appearing at the plate for the second time in the series. He pinch hit, back at the stadium, and went out. But ten batter. Chandler works on the outside. One and one. One ball, one strike. They play O'Day to pull. Round toward right. The score is two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. You just joined us. And the scoring was just done. O'Day swings and misses. Chandler goes ahead of him. One ball, two strikes. 
With two men out in the top of the sixth, Keller drilled a clean single between the first and second baseman, and then Dickey hit the first pitch ball high up on the right field pavilion roof. A home run. Two to left. Chandler pumps twice, pumps three times. Delivers. There's a pitch high outside. O'Day almost chased it, but checked himself in time, and it's two and two. Billy Southworth taps his hands together. Peppery, fiery little fellow down at third base. O'Day swings and beats the ball slowly down toward third. Johnson has to hurry, and he can't make the play at all. O'Day beats out a single to third. And the Cardinals fans here at St. Louis, sensing that perhaps the Cardinals are rallying, striking back, now applaud enthusiastically. A triple single down toward third. By the time Johnson came in to grasp it, he couldn't even make the play to first base. Didn't even try it. Hit number five off Chandler. This means the batter is the potential tying run. Harry Strong, George Karowski stepping in. One for two. Swings that wood from the end. Chandler delivers. Karowski cuts and misses at a high, fast curve. Strike one. The outfield deep around toward left. Karowski stands there at the plate. Chandler stands there on the mound. High out in center field. Underneath Old Glory waves the Cardinals World Championship pennant. The pitch swung on and fouled back into the stands. A pennant that Karowski had a great deal to do with making possible last year. It was his home run, if you'll recall, in the fifth game of the World Series that provided St. Louis with its World Championship winning margin over the Yankees. And now in the fifth game of this World Series, just a year later, Karowski standing at the plate. The Yankees lead two to nothing. And they lead in the count of games one, three to one. And so, the stakes are on the table. O'Day crouches he leads off first, Chandler pitches. Karowski takes an inside curve. Ball one. One ball, two strikes. Etten holding the inside corner of first base against the runner. Mike Gonzalez coaching it first. Nobody out. Chandler taking his time. Pounds a new ball down into the pocket of his glove. Blows on the fingers of his right hand, which is a mannerism with him. Now he comes carefully down into position, looks at first, delivers to the plate. There's a bounding ball, hit sharp and short. Cresetti up, throws to second, one out. Gordon's throw to first, double play. Two men out and nobody on. A solid ground hit ball right at the veteran Frank Cresetti, who flipped it over to Joe Gordon, who in turn got it on to Etten. There was daylight ahead of each runner in each bag on the sequence. This is the first double play of game five. Two men out. Nobody on. Ray Sanders, the tall, slender first baseman who has a single and a walk this afternoon, is up. A ten hitter. Outfield toward right. Chandler's fastball is good over the outside and above the knees for a call strike. Two to nothing. Yankees leading. Cardinals at bat in the last of the sixth with the two out. Chandler set. Delivers. On the outside. One and one. One ball, one strike. Sanders so far has five hits out of 15 official at-bats. He's had a great series. It was his home run in game two that provided the winning margin. 
Chandler works and Sanders swinging hits a bounding ball straight to first base Winnetton, who steps on the bag for the unassisted put out. Cardinal threat was silenced. No runs. One hit. Nobody left. It's two to nothing. Favor the Yankees. And that ends the sixth inning. Come in, Bob. Fellow fans, it takes coal to keep the hot stove league going. But here's the really important thing. Coal is a war weapon. Without it, war production would halt. And it's scarce. So if you're able-bodied, particularly an experienced miner, you're needed in the coal mines of Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, Montana. No matter what your present job may be, no matter how essential it is, Uncle Sam wants you to mine in the Northwest. Transportation will be paid to the mine areas where adequate housing is available. Wages are good, a 42-hour week guarantee. Time and a half for overtime and double time on Sundays. So you experienced miners, you fellows plenty willing to mine coal if given a chance, go to your nearest United States Employment Service office and volunteer for this well-paying, more vital job. This is the old redhead being with you again as we go into the seventh inning. It's the last third of the Yankee hitting list of nine. Gordon, Stainback, and Chandler. Joe's up there, right-hand hitter. All for two against Mort Cooper today. Swings on the first pitch and doesn't get a three-quarter speed curveball. Breaking down and away. Outfield is swung deep and around toward left on Gordon. Infield is a couple of steps around toward third. The pitch is a slow curve on the outside. One and one. One ball, one strike. Big Mort takes a lot of deliberation. O'Day stays low, back of the plate for a low target. Right-hander comes down. Gordon swinging, fouled off a low curve. Strike two. One ball, two strikes. O'Day rubbing up the new ball, walks in front of the plate. Now he comes stumping back the platter. Cooper sets the spikes of his right foot right down onto the rubber of pitcher's mound. His left foot half step back of the mound. He sort of rolls when he turns loose those pitches out there. Pumps twice, three times, delivers inside, and it is two and two. Mort looks out toward the scoreboard, check the count for himself. First man up in the seventh, two and two is the count. Gordon pumps that stick, now cocks it. Most straight in the air. Takes low outside for ball three. Three and two. Cooper working carefully. He's taking more and more time as the game goes along. He really didn't waste any time in those first two innings. Struck out the first five. Delivers. Gordon takes high inside for ball four. Second walk given up for Mort. Base on balls to begin the seventh inning. And Lanier is again throwing in St. Louis's bullpen. George Steinbach, who has one for two, singled his last time up. That was a single down to short. The one that uh, went off Marty Marion's glove. Steinbach crouches and bunts down toward first. Sanders is up and makes the play over to first base to second baseman Klein covering. Steinbach sacrifices himself. And thus the Yankees give up one out to move Joe Gordon down to second base. That was the first baseman with the second sacker handling that play. So a walk and a bunt. One man out. 
The Yankees threaten in the seventh. They're leading already two runs to nothing. And a hand for Chandler. The Yankee pitcher steps in. Right-hand batter. He had one hit for three at-bats in the first game. He's all for one today. Ward Cooper struck him out in the third. Chandler butted successfully a sacrifice in the fifth. There's a foul back onto the screen. Strike one. One away. Gordon at second. And Frank Crisetti is out on deck in the batter circle waiting. Big Cooper in position. A look at second. Pitches to the plate. Curve that is low. Ball one. One and one. Everything is moving now. You might say with very deliberate carefulness. Chandler digs in. Takes a curve that is over for a call. Second strike. One and two. Cooper seems to be pacing himself more and more carefully. Mort ready. Throws. Fastball high inside. That backs Chandler right out of the box. Two and two. One man away. Gordon stepping down off second. Big Cooper nods to the sign. O'Day is his catcher. His brother was hurt in the fifth inning. As the curve swung on, foul right back onto the screen. Still two and two. New ball in play. Pat O'Doherty, Yankee bat boy. See that foul that came down off the netting a few moments ago. He really got a pleasant surprise. He'd been told that he wouldn't be able to come to St. Louis. And then at the last moment, he was told that he was going to make the trip. Chandler swings, hits a high fly ball, dead into short center. Johnny Hopp comes in under it, waiting. He has it. Two out. Gordon retreating and holding at second. Frank Crisetti, who has one for three. Crisetti singled in the third inning, and that was the first of the five hits off Mort Cooper. Crisetti has five hits so far out of 17 official at-bats. Digs in over the plate. Chokes that bat severely. Takes a quick curve that's over. Strike one. Gordon ready to go on anything with two out. Steps down off second. The Yankees lead two to nothing. Dickie Homer after Keller had singled with two out in the sixth inning. Cooper comes down. Presetti swings, beats the ball wide a third. Karowski has it. The throw is to first base in time for the third out. Now the thousands at Sportsman's Park, St. Louis. This is a Cardinal hometown crowd arising and standing and letting go. The last third of the St. Louis batting order of nine coming in for the last of the seventh inning. It is two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. The Yankees who need one game to return to a pinnacle which they have reached many times before as champions of the world. The Cardinals are still alive. They're desperately trying to retain 
the championship of the baseball world, which they won from the Yankees last fall. Murray Dixon begins warming in the St. Louis bullpen, a right-hander. Lanier continues throwing. Apparently, uh, Southworth is figuring on a pinch hitter. Mort Cooper is slated to come up third here in the last of the seventh inning. And the Cardinal manager well knows that pitching does not mean so much to him anymore until he can get even. He's behind. Two to nothing. And so his strategy will have to be directed toward an offense. In other words, offense first for the best defense second that he can muster. The Yankees are in the other extreme. Everything for them is set on the defensive side. Johnny Hopp, who played at first base all the five games of the series last year and didn't get into the series until the fifth game of this one today, is up, drags a bunt down toward first base, channel off the mound, feels it, throws to first in time, and Hopp is out. He tried to pull a bunt with him. He's very adept at that, but the ball was a little too close to the mound, and Chandler, who can move, got off, fielded it, and Hopp on his bid for a bunt single is out the pitcher to the first baseman. Slats Marion... Tall shortstop. It's a round of applause as he steps in. Slats is over one officially today. It's four for twelve so far for the series. Swings and hits a high pop fly back of third. It's coming down in foul ground. Johnson backing under it. And he takes it, squeezing it for the out. Two up, two down. And now will it be a pinch hitter? It will be Harry Walker. He and his two-tone bat who had played center field throughout this series until today when Southworth realigned his outfield. That's the official announcement. Harry Walker hitting for Big Cooper, and Cooper is out of the game. Harry Walker stepping in. Two men off, nobody on, last of the seventh. The pitch swung on as a high fly ball into short right center that goes in for a base hit. And Harry Walker drops a fly ball single at Texas Liga into right center field for a pinch hit single. Single to short right center. This is hit number six off Chandler. And the top of the order, Luke Klein steps in for St. Louis. There will have to be a new pitcher for the Cardinals in the eighth inning. Dixon right-hander and Lanier a left-hander are in the bullpen. Lanier's been down there a long time. He's ready right now. Klein digs in at the plate, swings and fouls it back. Right off the chest protective, catch it, Dickey. One strike, two men out, runner at first. Last of the seventh inning, score remains two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. In the Yankee bullpen, Fordham Johnny Murphy and Atlee Donald, both right-handers, are ready, keeping ready, probably will from here on out. Channel delivers, Klein swings and fouls it up and back onto the stands, directly behind home. Strike two. Murphy, the great relief specialist. He's already ready down in the Yankee bullpen. And Donald is throwing easily too. Chandler and Dickey are going to have a little confab. They meet halfway between the mound and the plate. Probably check batter signs. Also check just how they want to pitch now to Klein. They have two strikes on him. 
Two men are out. Harry Walker just pinch hit a single to right center. This means for St. Louis that the batter is the potential tying run. Yankees, of course, uh, fully cognizant of the situation. Chandler. Ready, delivers. And just misses with a slider on the outside and low. Fred didn't like the call. He started to walk off the mound when he saw Klein take that. Walked a couple of steps and, of course, goes back. One and two. Outfield swung slightly around toward left. Cannon position delivers. Curve swung on. Foul back onto the netting. So one and two. Dickey walks carefully out in front of the plate. Makes his return. Rhythmic hand clapping now. Again, going all through the St. Louis stands. Cardinal fans hoping for a rally. Fine strike three call. A curveball on the outside. Chandler started to walk from the mound and he kept right on walking. His sixth strikeout. Score is two to nothing. Favor the Yankees and that ends the seventh inning. And now a special message to servicemen regarding the distinctly new package of Gillette blades available only at post exchanges, ship service stores, and similar outlets. I'm talking about the camouflage package in khaki and green designed for men in the armed forces. The blades in this package are of true Gillette quality made to fit your Gillette razor precisely. What's more, the edges are super keen and mirror finished so you get swell looking shaves quickly and comfortably. You may have noticed that there is no mention of Gillette products or Gillette sponsorship of this World Series broadcast during the play-by-play -play account of the game. And that's because this broadcast is shortwave to our servicemen overseas and Army regulations forbid commercial credit of any kind. So all commercials are brief and are confined to spots between innings when they are tuned out by the shortwave monitor. Gillette is proud to so cooperate with government authorities in bringing this World Series broadcast to our boys. Max Lanier is called on to relieve. Strong arm left-hander is ready to pitch against the Yankees in the eighth inning. The third game he's been in. He started, went seven innings and was charged with a tough defeat in game one. Yesterday he started, went seven innings, and the score was one and one. The defeat, when the second run was scored, was charged to his replacement for Keen. The first pitch is made to Bud Matheny, a curveball over for a call strike. When Neal comes down, the curve swung on. There's a high drive along the left field line that is coming down just foul and just a half step away from left field to Deb Gaunt. The ball was twisting as he went along the line. We had to wait. We couldn't call it either fair or foul. Or caught a nut. Two strikes. That's the count to Matheny. Of course, he was the one who couldn't wait. He had to run. He was as far as second base when the ball finally dropped. And it could not be ruled foul until it did drop. Because the ball was out along the outfield line and passed third base. Strike two. First man up in the eighth inning. 
Feeney, one for three. The pitch is swung on and missed for strike three. And Lanier comes on and strikes out Matheny. And it is significant that McCarthy, when the left-hander came on, Lanier did not change his batting order. He's staying with his ball club as it began. The batting order concocted for right-hander Mort Cooper. Here is Bill Johnson, 0 for 3 today. Right-hand batter. They play him straight away. Swings and hits a line drive for a solid single into left field. Gomes retrieves it, throws in the second, and Johnson is content with first. He made his turn, but didn't go in very far. Single to left. And that, for Johnson, gives him his sixth World Series safety. In this, his first World Series, which comes right on the heels as a climax to his first year in the majors. Charlie Kellogg, who singled with two out in the sixth inning, and who then a moment later rode home is Dickie Homer. To account for the run so far, two to nothing, the Yankees. Keller takes a curve outside. Ball one. Murray Dixon, the little right-hander, continues working. St. Louis's bullpen. Lanier on the mound. Fort Cooper gave way for a hitter. Last of the seventh. Change of pace pitches over, but too high, and it is ball two. Outfield swung around toward right and back. One man down. Johnson leading off first. Sanders holding the back against near pitches. Keller takes a low inside curve for ball three. Near's in trouble. Behind three and all. And with Keller up there and with the Yankees leading, this is not an automatic strike setup. With a hitter like Keller, a three-nothing pitch is very rarely an automatic strike situation. I will know in a moment the pitch is taken for a strike. Green one. Keller started a couple of paces down toward first and was recalled. Charlie's gotten his orders from McCarthy and relayed through one of the two coaches, either Coombs at first to Fletcher third about hitting and taking. Three one pitch. High for ball four and Keller walks. And here is Bill Dickey walking up toward the plate. Two men are on. The St. Louis fans are applauding Dickey. Dickey has been a great figure in baseball and a great credit to this game of ours. Bill steps in. Last time up, he hammered the homer with one on. Kellis at first, Johnson at second. Lanier ready. Delivers. Dickey swings and beats a ground ball down to first base. Foul by a foot. Runners had broken. Now they're retracing their steps. Keller going from second back to first. Johnson is trotting from third back to second. Keller is just walking. Dickey digs in. Standing slightly behind the plate. One man out, top of the eighth inning. Veneer's ready. Left-handed pitches. Curve ball outside. One and one. Max is now, beyond all odds, the busiest pitcher in the series. He's the only one to be in three games. That is over a great length. Burkeen was called on for relief three times, an inning at a time. 
There's a fastball that is low outside. Ball two, two and one. Speaking of uh, Brickeen, he is now beginning to warm up in St. Louis's bullpen. Dixon continues. So it's a left hand and a right hand going down there. And they are on the mound. Delivers. Dickey takes low. And the count jumps to three and one. Dickey standing quietly outside batter's box as catcher O'Day walks in front of the plate. Makes the return to his battery mate. The Yankees may be playing uh, run and hit. We'll see. The runners lead off first and second. The pitch, the runners hold. Dickey swings. There's a hot one down to second. Flying up, throws to Marion. One out, throw to first. Double play. Double play. Double play was second to short to first, and that took care of the Yankees threat in the eighth, and that ends the first half of the eighth inning. It's a fact, fans, as Kenny O'Day and Bill Dickey would tell you. They're the two catches right now. That shaving's a lot quicker and easier when you use Gillette shaving cream, lather, or brushless. Some men prefer one kind, some the other. If you like brushless best, it's a cinch you'll prefer Gillette brushless to any other brand you ever tried. Here's why. Gillette Brushless is specially processed to hold abundant moisture. That makes it a double-quick beard softener that lubricates the blade and speeds shaving. Another thing, Gillette Brushless is free from grease. It won't clog your razor or bathroom drains. So out of feet, if you like brushless fast, you'll prefer Gillette Brushless only a quarter. The attendance figures have just been released. The crowd is 33,372. 33,372. For $148,510. Now we're moving into the last half of the eighth inning. Score stands two to nothing in favor of New York. Dev Gomes digs in, counting that plate, swishing that piece of hickory, that hand batter, and Chandler's first pitch of the fastball, low inside, for ball one. One and all, out to around one right. Gomes is a threat to drop a bunt. Johnson is playing up inside third. Cardinal fans now are clamoring for a rally. There's a bounding ball, hit down to second. Gordon in, throws, in time by a step. Arms is out, second to first. Gordon to Atten. One man up, one man out. Last to the eighth inning. Stan Musial, who walked in the first inning, then in the third was fanned, and again was struck out in the fifth. Musial up. He's the great hitter of the Cardinals. He was baseball's leading hitter of this past summer. Crouches and takes a quick sliding curve for a call strike. Southworth continues talking it up, pacing restlessly up and down in coach's box back at third. Mike Gonzalez hollers something in that peculiar 
Gibberish of his. Chandler pitches outside. Ball one. One and one. One ball. One strike. One out. Last of the eighth. Score remains two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. Dickie Homan with Keller on in the sixth inning. The pitch swung on, hit down toward second. Gordon takes on a big bounce, plenty of time. That's all for Musial, out second to first. Two men up, two men gone. Kenny O'Day walking in. He got his double single in the sixth inning on his one at bat. So he's one for one today. He has one hit for two official and bats for the entire series. Chandler ready. Delivers outside a fastball. Ball one. Chandler hollers for Dickie to come out and talk to him. Now the battery mates have their heads together. Sled goes stumping back up onto the mound. Dickey settles down back to the plate. Rommel stations himself. He's the plate umpire. Squarely behind the catcher. The pitch. Over the outside for a call strike. Slider. One ball, one strike. A slider is halfway between a curved ball and a fastball. As it comes down fast, takes a short break, but a quick sliding break. Fastball low inside at the shin. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Chandler moving down a hurry. Pitches just outside, and O'Day starts to swing but doesn't break his wrist. Dickey turns, appealing to the plate umpire, and Ramos shakes his head no. He didn't swing, and it's ball three. Three and one. Bay has his orders, hitting and taking, percentages to take. He does, and it's a call, second strike. Three and two. Now, of course, O'Day doesn't have to look anywhere for a sign. Two men out, last of the eighth inning. Three-two to O'Day. Yankees leading two to nothing. Chandler delivers. There's a drive hit out into right center. It's a solid base hit. And O'Day goes down to first and holds on with a long, ringing single that center fielder Stainback recovers and throws him to Gordon, who takes it at second base. So O'Day has two for two. That one, he hit right on the line. Line drive single. And up steps Kowalski, who carries the potential punch to even up the ball game. And the crowd now has moved to be saved to the collective edge of its seat. Kowalski stepping in. He was badly hurt in the collision with Lindell at the stadium. Throw, curve on the outside. Then it's Bill Corum, told you before game time. Nobody knew it during the game yesterday that Karowski had been up all the night before in excruciating pain with a gallstone. He had an hour's sleep. It took medicine to induce that. He played yesterday. George takes a pitch inside that almost got him on the shoulder. All two. Karaski is a, a very tough-minded fellow. He willed it that he would be a major leaguer. You know, he has uh, 
about four inches taken out of one of the bones in his right wrist, which has caused his uh, right arm to be quite crooked. That was an operation when he was a boy of 10. He hurt that wrist and the bone got infected. The pitch swung on as a hot one to third. That goes out for a base hit. And O'Day moves to second and holds on. The tying run is on. Karaski hammered a savage, steaming, quick-hopping drive right at Johnson, who set to play it. Johnson went in to play it. But the ball took a quick hop and went right over Johnson's left shoulder. It is a base hit. And the tying run is on. This Karaski hammer went right over third. It really just took off. Have you ever thrown a flat rock very hard at a pond and seen that rock take a quick bounce? Sort of scale itself? Well, that's just how that drive that Karaski hit one over Johnson's left shoulder. And there's a conference out at the mound now between shortstop Cresetti and catcher Dickey and Chandler. In the Yankee bullpen, Donald and Murphy, both right-handers, resume warming up. And Karaski comes up with his second hit of this ball game. The tying run is on. Karaski at first. Bays at second, and the batter is Sanders. Left-hand batter, who pulls him. He's dangerous in this park with a short right field. There's a curve inside that gets away from Dickey for the moment, but the runners hold on. The ball got away about 10 feet from Dickey, but the runners were ordered to hold up because what Southworth doesn't want is an out. Two men are out. You'll do anything rather than give a chance for another out here in the eighth inning. He didn't allow those runners to even try to advance. O'Day, who is not too fast a runner, is at second. Kurowski is at first. Two singles here, and both of them hard ones off channel after two men were retired. Sanders up there. One ball, no strikes. The pitch swung on as a bounding ball hit right down to second baseman Gordon. The place to first for the out, and the side is retired in the last of the eighth inning. Sanders bounces out, second to first, no runs, two hits, the tying runs were left on, there were no Yankee errors. At the end of eight innings, it is two runs, six hits, and one error for New York, no runs, eight hits, and one error for St. Louis. We pause now for our station identification, this is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Move now into the ninth inning. And the big burning question is, is this the ninth inning? Is this the final inning of the 1943 World Series? Is it? No man knows, but we soon will know. Keeps working away in the bullpen. Presetta should get on. Maybe that uh, Southworth, judging from the strategy he's already exhibited, will bring Bertine in to pitch to Matheny, a left-hand hitter. Then it would be interesting to see uh, whether MacArthur would stand pat again. All these things will unfold themselves. Right now, here's the 3-1 pitch. Ball four, and Cresetti is on. Dixon comes on and gets Chandler thanks to a great catch of a foul ball by catcher O'Day. But Cresetti draws a base on balls. The bases are loaded. Cresetti taking first, Steinbeck moving to second, and Gordon going on to third. Matheny steps in to hit, and Southworth is standing pat with Dixon. The Yankees are ahead two to nothing. Now have three men on with two men out in the top of the ninth inning at St. Louis. 
Okay, left hand hitter sets. Dixon right hands the pitch. A curve over above the knees for a call strike. Seeney backs out. Dixon dead in his hands. Now digs in. He's a squarely set fellow. Square shoulders. Was that bat way back? Pitch. High curve for ball one. One and one. Athene so far today has been up four times. Just one hit. Single to left field on a solid one in the third inning. Slightly open stance. Dixon pumps full pitching motion, delivers. Curve swung on, hit down to first. Sanders is up with it. He tosses to Dixon covering for the out at first base. That's all for the Yankee threat. Lapini grounded out the first baseman, feeling it and crossing to the young pitcher who covered. No runs, one hit, three men left. There were two walks. The Cardinals, no error. It is two to nothing in favor of the Yankees as they take the field. The Cardinals come in for their last chance, not only at this ball game, but for the 1943 World Series. We are down to the last brass tack unless the Cardinals can come up with two or more runs. That's the crux of the matter. For the Yankee club defensively, Chandler on the mound. Bill Dickey with home run. Keller on at first and two men out in the sixth inning. Accounted for all the runs so far today. Dickey with the tools on back of the plate. Big Nick Etten is at first. At second, Joe Gordon. Charlie Keller is in left. In center is steam back. A former Cardinal, by the way. And in right field is Brett Matheny. And just a moment, there's McCarthy bringing Matheny in from right field. And the announcement made that Lindell is going out. In other words, McCarthy is sending Lindell, who is figured to be a better ground cover. For a purely defensive measure, he's sending Johnny Lindell, who this time last year was sitting on the Yankee bench as a pitcher not good enough to perform in the series. He's been an outfielder all year. Lindell goes to right field and plays of Matheny to make that change. Johnny Hopkins to be first up for St. Louis, followed by Marion, and then by the relief pitcher, and that probably means the pinch hitter. Chandler pitches to Hop, over for a call strike, fastball. Lindell playing right field here in the ninth inning, replacing young rookie Matheny. Lindell, better ball hook. Puts to Hop, is on the outside, ball one, one and one. Down in the Yankee bullpen, right-handers Johnny Murphy and Atlee Donald are ready. They've been throwing steadily. A pitch swung on as a high pop fly into left field. Keller signals he'll take it. He's waiting. He has it. One out. And the Cardinals behind two to nothing are down to their last two outs. Fly ball to the left fielder. Johnny Hopp has gone all for four in his only World Series game played this year. That's Marion stepping in. He's off for two. His official at bats today. He has four hits for 13 official tries so far in the Classic. Marion up. That field is a step around toward left. Infield straight away. Channel works. Over for a call strike. Slider off the hands over the inside. Nothing in one. Open activity continues very furiously. Channel delivers a curve high for ball one, one and one. 
Donald is throwing a great deal harder than Murphy. Murphy is now throwing just to keep his arm in trim. He's ready. Curves one on foul back onto the netting and the bat spins out of the fingers of Murray and goes all the way down to first. First base coach Mike Gonzalez retrieves it, throws it to Slats. Bob Scanlon, the cardinal bat boy, went down there, but Mike had already come up with the stick. One ball, two strikes, one man out, nobody on. Last half of the ninth inning. Two to nothing against the Cardinals. The Yankees are field and lead. Bill Dickey's home run, following Charlie Keller's sixth inning single with two out. Jenna works, the curve swung on, there's a drive, it's a base hit in the left field, a solid single for Marion. His bat went out of his hands, but not before he had Shalala that ball right on the trademark. And it is a solid single smashed into left field, and the Cardinal hopes go rising, and the excitement in the crowd now begins swelling anew. A pinch hitter. Danny Litwala, who has been the left fielder until today's game, coming in the bat. That was hit number nine for the Cardinals, was that single by Slat Marion. It gives him five hits out of 14 official at-bats. Now Danny Litwala digging in. Right-hand batter with three hits to his credit. As an outside curve that Litwala doesn't chase. Litwala hitting for Dixon. Danny can hit a long ball, as you know. Chandler drives up the fingers of his pitching hand. Litwala crouches. The pitch swung on. There's a drive going into center. It's in for a pinch hit single. And Marty Marion holds it second base. Litwala hits a low fly ball single into short center. And the tying run has reached first base. Now Dickey goes out to the mound to talk to Chandler. McCarthy, Fletcher, and Combs are sitting right next to each other on the bench. You can see them. Down in the Yankee bullpen. Murphy and Donald continue working away. Litwala has come up with a pinch hit single center and put the tying run on it first. You know, one man out and lead off a loose line is up. Runners at first and second. The infield moves in about halfway now. The Yankees tried to pull the hidden ball trick. Presetti kept the ball after he'd had a conference with Chandler. But the Cardinals were hep to it all the way. That's the first attempt for a hidden ball so far in the series. Luke Klein digs in. It's two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. And the Cardinals fighting back gamely. The pitch. Fast. Curve, a slider over the outside for a ball strike. Nothing in one. The crowd that has packed the park is very tense, very excited. Big Chandler looks back at second, delivers, fine takes, call strike two, fast one right over above the knees, nothing in two. No balls, two strikes. Danny Litwala, moving down off first, a long lead, they're not holding the bag against him. Marion off second. The pitch, a curve, strike three, swinging, and Klein struck out on an outside curveball. 
That is the seventh strikeout for Chandler. The 14th strikeout of the ball game as seven Yankees went down on strikes. Big Mort Cooper struck out the first five men. Well, here we are. Is this to be the last out? Just what? Deb Goms. All for three. Darkly tan, stocky, left-hand hitting veteran. As a pitch that hits the plate and Dickey traps it neatly. It was a save. Ball one, of course. One ball, no strikes. The Cardinal runners ready to fly on the slightest provocation. Two men out. Last of the ninth inning. Marion down off second. Consider Littweiler who delivered. Down off first. Chandler in position. Gorms crouches. Swings. It's a ground ball down to second. Gordon has it. Throws to first. The Yankees are champions of the world again. As Joe Gordon throws to Nick Atten. 